Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. She's out there braving the weather, braving the, the elements, and bringing us the real story on the border. It's Allie Bradley of News Nation. She's a Southwest correspondent. Allie, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, I'm doing well. Just got back from Cochise County. Was down there for a couple of days and uh, did the three-hour drive back home to the Phoenix area. I was going to start elsewhere, but I want to start with what I just saw you post today. And it was a woman that the cartel was lifting over the wall and she was traversing the wall to come down and then went into like the woods or the desert and then was picked up by Border Patrol eventually. Um, and, and I'm looking at it and I'm going, there's no way Allie Bradley's standing there taking this video. And you are. You're actually out there at the wall every day bringing us the real story. Yeah. And, you know, I've actually worked with a lot of photographers recently who said our level of comfortability is not your level of comfortability. And Joe, I work off of 100% gut instinct and everything I do is God guided. Wherever I show up, it's because something told me to go there. I know that sounds a little bit crazy and woo-woo, not crazy at all. No, no, no. I, 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 I love like that. I trust the gut, right? Like, well, the, the fact it, is that that looked like it could have been staged, but clearly it wasn't. You happen to be there, and there she is being tossed over. And I mean, they tossed her over to her death or something. They lifted her up to the top of the wall. She has to traverse the wall on this side and then walk into the rope. Okay, so she came down the rope, and now she's in in the desert somewhere, and she eventually gets picked up. But how common is that? Did you know something like that was likely to happen? Yeah, so I've posted about that several times. One instance when I was down, and that's in a spot called Naco, Arizona. That, too, is in Cochise County, which is also in the Tucson sector, which is absolutely overwhelmed according to border patrol and what we're seeing on the street releases right now but one day joe while i was down there in that same location i saw 15 single adult men in full camouflage come up over that ladder scale down with that rope and run off into the desert and border patrol wasn't present on that day and at 15 in 15 minutes i watched that and wow. they do a thing called task saturation they used to send over big groups and go, okay, Border Patrol is going to tie up three or four guys. Now they figured out if we send one over and then we wait a couple of minutes and send another guy over and have him run the other direction, that's going to tie up two separate Border Patrol agents for just two guys. So that's task saturation. We're always in reactive mode to the cartel. But down there in Naco, right as the sun's coming up, right at the wall, if you know where to look and you know what to look for, You'll see them. They're out there every single day. Today, they were the Border Patrol agents had their eye on 12 people that had jumped over already. And these guys, I mean, Joe, you come up to them, 
they think you're border patrol. I present myself. I say, soy un periodista, means I'm a journalist. They know that. Um, you know, I'm not, I tell border patrol that they're over there, but they know I can't do anything to them. Right. They're so brazen. They set up a ladder right in front of our camera one day. They don't care that we're there. They talk to us. I stick my phone through the wall and I catch their operations and watch that today as well. They've got the binoculars, the guys out there smoking a stove, you know, all in a day's work. Wow. It's Allie Bradley. She's the uh, Southwest correspondent for News Nation. Go follow her everywhere. She's doing incredible work on what's happening on the border. You know, a lot of people, Allie, I think have the impression, the perspective that, you know, these are women and children. These are families looking for a better life, persecuted, prosecuted, afraid of war. And they're just trying to get a better life and come here to America. These are individual units coming across. What you have bring across in, in your reporting, which is amazing, is that that's not the case at all. This is all organized. This is all cartel funded. Am I right to say that you're watching cartel members literally bring these people all day long absolutely and that's what law enforcement says too those guys out there are very low level cartel guys that are you know tasked with literally standing up on top of a ladder with binoculars sending people over the wall and then shouting at commands to them to guide them around border patrol that's what they do once they're up there you can hear them yelling at the people who are running through the brush because they're guiding them joe around border patrol that is the whole thing that they're doing out there and and they're doing it every single day and you talk about those family units those are present too actually a lot more right now than what we normally see usually we see way more single adults than we do family units right now it's pretty split out in cochise county though in naco it's mostly those single adults you're seeing the tucson sector is known for gotaways the runners the people that you saw they're jumping that wall The problem that they're dealing with right now is they're getting a ton of people that are self-surrendering, a ton of family units, but they're also getting a lot of people from special interest countries, Uzbekistan. They've got a bunch of guys from Mauritania coming over every day. And I talked with them, Joe, five five to eight guys were standing there and I said, where are you guys from? I said, Mauritania. I said, where are you going? They told me New York. I said, do you have any family there? Are you traveling with anybody? No. I said, well, are you scared? You're all alone. One guy laughed in my face. He literally goes, no and walked away. And that is the reality down there right now. So they're dealing with family units. They're inundated with people in Lukeville crossing right now. Those people are being shipped to Cochise County and now released into the streets. And, and, and uh, literally, about- literally they just released into the streets. It's not like they're going somewhere, then a bus takes them somewhere, then there's housing until they could figure out if there's a sponsor. They're just saying, okay, here you go, have a nice one. And what was insane to me today is I had heard this was happening, but I had made the assumption, I didn't report this, I just made the assumption that it was going to be a lot of single adults, because that is what I had seen down in Lukeville. That is what I had seen coming into the country. But that's not what was dropped off today in Bisbee at the Safeway. Literally, the, the, the side of Safeway where they're doing the loading and unloading. It's not even the civilized, civilized side, Joe. And there's 13 people, okay? The majority of them are from Guatemala two guys from Mexico with two little ones with them. So where are the moms? Why didn't the moms come right now? And they claim that they were separated from the mothers by coyotes in Mexico, okay? That's their story. And then you've got these other groups of women. They're by themselves with children. So there was four women that each had a couple of kids with them. They were going to sit out there for six hours, Joe. They're in Bisbee. There is nothing. This county is 6,200 square miles. Where are they going to go? They're sitting down with me. Border Patrol literally drops him off. He goes like this, and he walks to his car because that's what he has to do right now. So I sit down with them. There's no NGO. 
There is no border patrol. There is no law enforcement, nothing. I sit down with these families and start talking to them and asking them, you know, why they're here, where they're going. They're going to Indiana. They're going to Boston. One is going to Wilmington, Delaware. They were, they didn't know where they were. They did not know what state they were in, Joe. I had to explain to them they were in Arizona. They're going to likely get on a bus and go to Tucson. From there, they might go to Phoenix and then get on a plane to Wilmington, Delaware, whatever that might be. So then we're sitting there going through Google, trying to see how much flights would cost for her and her three kill, uh, children. You know, can one sit on my lap? I don't know. These are the conversations I'm having with these people because they know nothing. They were put out on the street with nothing. They're, and- they're just money mules for the cartels. And, and Allie, to be honest, you and I don't know if those kids are even related to those men or even related to those women. We have no clue where the moms are. We have no clue who got raped on the way over. Let, let me ask you something that might sound dumb, and I hope it doesn't. But I know that there are reports of entry all along the border. Why exactly did they continue to come over the wall? Why exactly did they continue to come over where there isn't wall, where it's illegal to do so? This yeah. administration is accepting everybody who says the word asylum. So why not go to a port of entry? Why are they putting their lives at risk like this when they can walk across the border where there's an open gate? That's the million-dollar question, right? But first, you know, a lot of them aren't even claiming asylum, number one. And they, really? all, they will openly say that. You, you couldn't, two years ago... I couldn't pay someone to admit to me that they were here alone and that they were here to work. Now, the majority of them, they're not here with family. They're here meeting up with friends. Wow. And so why are they coming in across that wall like we're seeing? Well, it's twofold here because a lot of times we want to make the assumption that they've got criminal history, right? They're hiding from something. Yes. Um, or, you know, they legally can't be here. They're going to, they maybe they're from Mexico and they know they're going to get kicked right back, which right now that's not the case either. But they might have those assumptions, okay? That's one avenue that we have to consider. Now, the other is this. If they don't have something of a commodity to the cartel, they don't have money. Maybe they don't have a kid that they can pay for their crossing with. Maybe they aren't willing to smuggle drugs, but they're willing to traverse through ranch lands or cross a a wall. You know, depending on what they can pay, that might be what route the cartel allows them to take. We were hearing reports that the cartel was literally grabbing people that had CBP-1 appointments and saying, no, 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 you're going to cross over here. And Title VIII is supposed to be being enforced, right? If you cross between a port of entry, you're supposed to be ineligible for asylum and banned for five years. That is what Alejandro Mayorkas has said, posted. It's out there. But the problem is the judge said they all have to be able to come across wherever, whenever, and be able to claim asylum. That is our law. Well, as you so, probably already know, my orcas is full of it. He knows that he is because these people are going on the app and they're, they're applying for something before they get to the border. Then when they, get, when they get to the port of entry, they're not even counted as illegal anymore because they've already done the, the work, the, the, the pre-work um, before getting to the border. So you're right. If they get there and they haven't done all those things, they can be sent back because of Title Eight. But if they get to the border and an NGO helped them out or, some, or the cartel told them how to do the app, when they get to the border, they're already getting legal entry because they've already been registered. Is that not how it's working? It is. But, I mean, here's the reality. They're not being turned away like they're saying they are under Title Eight either. Oh, so they're, so they're turning released. anybody away? No, they're being released into the country under removal proceedings. That's what they're called. But what it is, is a notice to appear. Your court date might be three to five years out. Wow. They are removing some people. We are seeing some of those deportation flights, right? Some Guatemalans are going back about 100 here and there. They got 33,000 people from Honduras in the Rio Grande Valley last month. And my sources are telling me they returned 4,000 of those people roughly. So that's the reality of what's going on with Title Eight. 
Uh, but when you look at the CBP-1 app, you want me to tell you something fascinating? Down in Lukeville, you know what I found over on the Mexico side? CBP-1 app appointments that were confirmed at neighboring ports of entry, but they chose to come through the open floodgates in Lukeville. I don't know if it was their choice or the cartel's choice, but they had the app appointment confirmed. They said, doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal. We have this. Well, well you, hinted, we you hinted to it before. This would probably benefit the cartel if they wanted them to bring something across fentanyl or whatever across the border. You can't go through a legal port of entry, obviously. So even if they get the appointment, cartel catches up with them. Either you do it or I'll kill your kids. I mean, you're probably just going to do it. Yeah. And I mean, that's the reality, right? They they are intercepting them when they get to north of Mexico City is where I've understood that's happening because I walked with a caravan. I thought I was going to see all of this cartel activity down there. That's not where it happens. The cartel really gets involved when the trajectory is the United States, right? When you are at Mexico City and you're going north and that's where they start to get involved. And that's where we know that there are reports where people are paying with their children. They're leaving their children behind and those children are crossing with other families for a fee. They're coming over with note cards and being reunited with their parents later on if they're lucky. Um, There was a little girl that crossed into Eagle Pass last year. She had a note card on her. Her mom was already in Dallas. We called her mom. And she goes, I told them to give her to that lady. So she knew what was going on. And she demanded that her child be returned to her in Dallas. And her photo on her WhatsApp page was her in a club dress. And then when her daughter made the news, she changed it to her holding an infant. Of course. So it was a really interesting situation down there. And that's what Border Patrol, DPS, National Guard, that's what they're up against all the time. And HHS basically comes in instantaneously and um, takes custody of those children. And right now we have over 10,000 unaccompanied children in HHS custody. And what's really wild, Joe, is we have three federal government facilities. Okay, we have one in Greensboro, North North Carolina, that is has not opened. Maybe it's South Carolina. Correct me. I, my geographics are bad there. Um, but it's in uh, Greensboro. And They have uh, a contract with $50 million over the course of five years. I believe we're two years into that. It has not yet opened, was slated to open last month. It has not opened. There's one in Pecos, and there's also one in El Paso. Pecos just opened this week. The one in El Paso is still closed. 10,000 children are in HHS custody, but they're not in our federal government buildings. They are spread out around 296 facilities in seven states in the U.S., by contract companies, even though the government has these viable facilities. It's crazy to me. Ali, it is North Carolina, as you thought. Um, okay. is, for, for me, seeing you on the border every day, I just I, I thank God for somebody like you. Who, as you said, you go to where the story is. You go to where God sends you for the story. But you're looking across the border. By the way, follow her, Ali Bradley, uh, Bradley TV, over on Twitter. Ali, A-L-I, Bradley TV, uh, over on Twitter. You're seeing across the border, you're seeing the cartel members bring up either their low-level cartel members or whoever they happen to be. But are you seeing any federales? Are you seeing any military from Mexico? Are they doing anything whatsoever to quell this tide? So I will say, in all of the times that I've been down in Naco, which I I mean, can't even count it on my hands. I I visit there very frequently because it is a regular hotspot for human smuggling. And um, I have only seen the Mexican federales over on there one time. Uh, when they show up, they do show up, you know, they're armed to the to the teeth and they're and they're ready to go. But the reality, too, that a lot of people don't understand is that you you sit down there and you watch Border Patrol have conversations with these smugglers up on the ladder, Joe. They can't do anything. They can't get them down. They can't use force. They 
if they harm someone climbing up that ladder, that's a migrant. I mean, they, they so they can't do anything. They just wow. exchange pleasantries kind of, hey, can you get down? And that is the reality down there. And policy didn't change. They were using pepper balls under the Trump administration to get them down, according to um, multiple sources. Now, they say the policy didn't change. They told me that we can't use pepper balls anymore. So dig around. Policy didn't change. What changed is they could use pepper balls in the past because the cartel, the smugglers, were defensive. They knew that Border Patrol was going to stop them. That was right. going to get in the way of them. So they were defensive. They would throw rocks at Border Patrol. They caused problems for Border Patrol. Okay? So Border Patrol could retaliate, could use force. Now, the cartels know that Border Patrol is not going to do anything. So they are just up there, standing on top of a ladder, and you can see this on my page as well, with binoculars, while Border Patrol is sitting on the ground level in their truck, telling them to get down. And that's all that they can do. And it's basically Austin Manana. We'll see you tomorrow because that's the reality. Allie Bradley TV over on uh, Twitter. Go watch her on News Nation. She's the Southwest uh, Southwest correspondent. 30 or 45 seconds left. What really uh, piqued my interest a couple of weeks ago, you showed the open gates for the monsoon season. Mm-hmm. Now the gates have been closed, from what I understand, mm-hmm. which is uh, weather-wise, cl- climate-wise, a problem. I just had uh, Sheriff Lamb on from Pinal County. He said, no, they should be open. So what's the story there? They welded the gates open. You actually yes. physically touched them and showed us that yes. the gates were open. And people immediately started flooding through? So, and there's like some missing context there, right? Because they Please. do open the gates every year. The The federal government sends a contract crew. They've got a wall team that goes down there and they do that, you know, because they open them up to prepare for monsoon season because it's a very remote area. It's about two hours to get out there. So, and the monsoons roll in really fast, as you guys right. know. So they can't get down there and open up the gates every single time. And then the sheer force of that water and debris We'll slam them shut anyways. We saw right. that in 2021, I believe. It ripped some of those gates off the hinges. So that's why they opened them. Well, if you look at that, that's only one year where they're kind of reacting to those gates being open, right? Well, nobody really came through that year because remember what I told you? They mostly dealt with Godaways, people yes. running through the Tohono Odom Reservation nearby. Now the gates are open. The cartel says, ooh, free for all. They shifted traffic over to Arizona right around the simultaneous time wow. those gates opened and the floodgates were open and so were the traffic you know of people coming through now i reached out to cbp because we got wind that they closed them early uh they did they closed them early uh nws says the you know monsoon season was going to go till september 15th or 30th depending and they closed them about two weeks early and you know if you look at the structural integrity was so important they had to weld those gates open Right. So it's like they, they looked at the issue was bigger than what could have been the issue from the natural elements, right? So that's the decision that they made. Well, thank God you're out there showing us what's going on because I, I, I really believe this. Had you not been there, we would not even know about these gates. We wouldn't know about these people b- being tossed over the, the wall every day and coming down on a rope. We wouldn't know about uh, about the, the obviously very open border because we're being lied to every day by this administration. So keep up the incredible work. Follow her, Adley Bradley TV, over on Twitter and watch her on, uh, on News Nation. Allie, come back again. Thanks for the hard work you do. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you. Be- All right. Okay, you too. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... 
Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, great to have you. Two more big hours coming your way. It'll be uh, Devin Nunes, the boss over at Truth Social, former U.S. representative next hour. Do not touch that now. We'll also update you on the UAW strike. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.